Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. In today's episode, I'm sorry that I'm actually releasing it a little bit late here, guys. Uh, I wanted to get this released out Sunday night or to record it Sunday night so that way I could release it Monday morning. But unfortunately, uh, you know, I had a couple things come up. It wasn't my, it was my mom's birthday on Sunday, so I and Raiders of course played and everything. So I was celebrating the victory, celebrating my mom's birthday. So I really didn't have too much time there. So I'm, I'm really sorry about that for anybody who was waiting for that. But I am getting this out here to you guys today on a late Monday night, uh, early Tuesday morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, but today's episode, that way so I can get right into the podcast here, guys. This episode will be talked about the victory of the Raiders, of course, being 3-0. Talking about how big of a deal that is. I'm talking about, you know, just overall the game, the things that I saw out there, things that I ended up wishing that maybe could have gone a different way. You know, just kind of getting a feel for the game overall. Uh, secondly, I'll also be talking about the Lakers here. Maybe I'll actually probably bring them up first, you know, since they're, since some of the news that, that has came out about the Lakers is some of the things that I've talked about here before, but, you know, we'll just talk about it here anyways. So, just to go in, uh, just before I get into it here, guys, I do want to remind you really quick that you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on uh, Twitter as well. It's going to be the same handle, West Coast Sport, West Coast Pod 702. Sorry about that, guys. It's West Coast Pod 702. And then you can find me on uh, as well for an, for an email account if you have if you don't have any kind of social media, which I really don't know how many people don't nowadays. But if you don't, uh, you can find me on with an email account, and you can find me at West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so we can get right into the podcast here, guys. We can get right into the quick uh, little news and updates here with the with the Lakers. So. Uh, Lakers have actually been out here in my hometown in Las Vegas here over at Durango High School. Sorry for anybody who uh, maybe has been trying to keep that a secret, but I've been hearing that they're in Durango High School for anybody who's in Vegas and trying to go check them out. I am too, so I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, Lakers have been practicing out here in in Las Vegas. Uh, They did something similar to... Uh, to that on the beginning before the beginning of the 19 uh, 2019-2020 year the year that they won the championship and they ended up practicing out here at UNLV you know this was a players only which is it's the exact same thing a players only uh, training camp before training camp kind of deal I believe today was actually media day and I wish I was able to bring up a couple of the uh, interviews and everything but that might be something that I'll bring up later on uh, throughout the week here guys um, so today's really just going to be like uh, the quick hits, quick information and stuff like that. So the, st- so the news that kind of came out from this training camp and from the Lakers here today 
um, or the past couple days is that the Lakers have had a really, like, there's still rumors, but I'm really thinking, I mean, a rumor can only stay a rumor for so, like, for so long. Uh, at least that's how, that's what I'm thinking, you know? Because the rumor has been going around that Anthony Davis is is going to be starting at the five, at the center position. And in my eyes, and a lot of other people, I mean, almost anybody who, play, who watches basketball who, 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 or who is a Laker fan can easily see that the Lakers are better when Anthony Davis is at the five. And this was even before Russell Westbrook was on the team. Now, it sounds like the talks have been a little bit about if Russ is going to be on the team and in order for this team to really function properly, you know, to, to utilize the spacing and all the tools that this team has, all those skills and everything that they have, it's really going to come down to the team, you know, making sure that that they have all the spacing around Russ, around AD, around um, LeBron, you know, to be able to utilize that. And this, and I mean, it's going to help out AD in a way too. AD is going to have two guys that can literally set him up at any point from any kind of angle at, at all times. So, I mean, he's going to have guys that are going to be able to give him the ball. It's going to really be a, a season where I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be handling the ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, he has the capability. But that's not one of his strongest points of his game. Like, yeah, he has those point guard skills and everything, but he's a bigger guy now. And he has two amazing point guards and or two guys that can easily set him up in, in uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, LeBron James. So with AD playing the five here, guys, I want to play a little, you know, I want to argue with myself, you know, <laughs> you know, or maybe play a little devil's advocate if, if I would. I don't know what to call it, but. I want to play the other side a little bit here. Now, with everything that good is going to come out of AD playing the five, you know, the spacing, the all these skill that you'll have, you know, having open lanes for for um, for Russ and for LeBron, you know, being able to kind of see exactly what a five out uh, offense looks like for the Lakers, and still being able to bring all that defense that AD has and everything. And I honestly think that that's one of the best ways to utilize his defense as well is to have him at the center position. You know, and when it comes down to, though, the other side of it, you know, the side of that can be also pretty bad is AD, not to talk crap or anything like that. Most of you guys who, who listen to this podcast will know how, how highly I think of AD and how how much of a one once in a generational talent talent he is you know this guy though has shown that he can be a little fragile at times I mean <laughs> my co-worker and I we were actually joking about it uh, just be just a little bit ago you know calling him uh, Anthony Street Clothes Davis and uh, you know that whole the, the whole thing that ended up happening with uh with uh, Charles Barkley but I saw something I mean and I and I see kind of what they're talking about you know the people who are saying that he needs to be careful he needs to make sure he's taking care of his body because this guy has shown that he can I mean he can he can get hurt pretty easily but at the same time he can take it too I mean most of that in 2019 2020 year he had like his lingering shoulder problems a hip or an elbow or a foot or whatever he had like little little injuries here and there but he played through them you know and that that as um you know just as a basketball fan as a as a Laker fan, of course, you you would ask that from him, especially from for those of us who grew up watching Kobe. You know, a guy 
who literally dislocated his finger, asked Gary Vitti just to pop it back in and go back out there and go play. You know, a guy who took two free throws and swished them on a broken, on a, on a ruptured Achilles. You know, like, so when we come from seeing that, I mean, again, guys, there's not going to be no other, there's not going to be another Kobe Bryant. You know, we would definitely love to go and have another Kobe Bryant and everything and all that, but I don't really think there's going to be too many guys that are able to go and do stuff like that in, in this world. But AD has shown that he can play through injuries, and I'm hoping that maybe he is beefed up a little bit or maybe he's recovered his body a little bit better so that way he can play the center because that's going to be the ultimate you know, the, the ultimate tool, the ultimate thing that the Lakers have in their bag, you know, being able to put AD at the five, open up that spacing and being able to play with more pace and, you know, just more speed, you know, it's going to be nothing but beneficial for the Lakers. And, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, me, I can honestly see it not playing out the, that way as well. You know, it sounds like even it could be that Dwight Howard plays at the five from the beginning and then, but that AD still plays the majority of his minutes. Maybe he doesn't even split 50, 50, 50, 50% of his minutes are at the center. The other 50 are at the power forward. Unless if it's not necessary, if, if the, if we have a lead, why play him at the center? Why, why kind of play around with the fire? You know, why, why put him out there and potentially, and potentially get hurt? Now I know it's the NBA and anybody can get hurt no matter what position and stuff like that. But you know, I'm just saying. Now, if you guys agree with me, definitely let me know. Um, I got one other thing here, guys. Or if you guys maybe agree with me, disagree with me, you guys think of other things, shoot me up a DM. Shoot me up a, an email. or Let me know what you guys think. The other point here, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is the starting lineup. Now, I think there's about six, maybe ten players that I could really see having a lot of consistent minutes. Now, the first six is people that I think that, I, that will have you know, 25 plus, or you'll be seeing no matter every single day. And that's, of course, the big three, LeBron, Russ, and AD. Now, I think you have, like, Kendrick Nunn, Kent Bazemore, and THT, of course. Those are the other three. Those are the six players that I think that would definitely have all kinds of minutes. They'll have 25 plus minutes every single game, you know, unless if they're out there for rest or whatever, unless if they're not playing for rest or whatever, but I think those guys will be out there. Now, I really do think that, of course, Dwight Howard, he's going to be a guy who can be given 15 minutes here, maybe even sometimes playing 20 minutes. Um, I see Rondo being someone that, that could be given a few minutes here and there. Of course, Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony. These are guys that I that are definitely going to be given minutes, you know, to play out there and to go in and actually contribute to the team. Um, I'm really thinking maybe even Melo has an opportunity to have more minutes, especially if AD is going to be playing at the five. That means that that four position is going to be pretty wide open because besides, well, and then again, though, you can slide LeBron just down to the four if that's going to be the case. But then again, though, you need a backup four and maybe even a backup three. You have Kent Bazemore, Trevor Reza, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you can even play uh, Taylor Horton Tucker in there. So, I mean, even even to try to predict a starting five, that's hard. But I'm really thinking that you're going to get to see one name out there, guys. A guy that I mentioned here in that first six that's going to make a really big impact. And that's going to be Kendrick Nunn. Now, even though he had some time off from the heat and everything and he was kind of played off of that rotation, I'm really thinking that this guy can make a splash with this team because he has like that, uh, that you know, he has other skills. Like he doesn't do... I mean, he does a lot of things great, but these this guy's like a pure shooter, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot of like a 
a lot of nice shooting from some of these guys like Kendrick Nunn, uh, Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, of course, uh, even uh, Carmelo Anthony. This guy just gets buckets, and man, I think we're going to be really in for a show when it comes down to the offensive side, and then we're going to be maybe even a little surprised from some of the guys on the on the defensive side. So guys, I know that it, I noticed that I just ended up taking a whole lot of time here talking on the Lakers. So I want to get right into it, and I'm really sorry for taking up all the time. But let's transition into the Raiders here, guys. The Raiders ended up getting a victory last night, guys. Or not that one. Yeah, actually last night. Today's Monday. So last night on Sunday, they won it for my mom on her birthday. Ended up making it 3-0. You know, and I got to say, guys, I'm excited, but I'm not that excited. I'm never going to go ahead and discount a win or anything like that. You know, some people say like, oh, that was a, that was a stupid win or maybe we should have lost. It would have made it. It would have made more sense. Like, what the hell? No, no, none of that. None of that. What is what is it that we always say? What is the words that Al Davis made famous? If you if you're from Raider Nation, you can say it with me. Just win, baby. So what did we do on Sunday, guys? We fucking won. <laughs> so, guys. Again, it was a nail biter. It was just as bad as that Monday night against the Ravens. I swear I got a couple gray. I swear I got a couple gray hairs that ended up that ended up growing out last night. But we got the victory. Daniel, especially it wasn't it wasn't a surprising that it was with a, a field goal from Daniel Carlson as and the same game where he ended up missing for the first time this season in an extra point at that. And it shows just how just how crucial those extra points are because we were down by one point, guys, in overtime after each of us had a chance to go and make a, a field goal there. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely a, a nail biter, definitely a, an interesting game. It was a good game. I ain't going to lie. Um, definitely did not like how we started off the game 14-0. That was unfortunately by pick six and everything that we started off. It really just seemed like the team really got really got it going after that uh, safety by Casey Hayward. And I gotta say, man, the one catch that he's left that he's made, or the one catch that he's allowed this season, and it happens to be a safety. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Now, the one guy that I do want to um, I do want to shout out the two guys um, that I do want to shout out on the defensive side. And I know I haven't given them much, uh, you know, much credit much credit this year. Is the two DBs. Actually, we already talked about Casey Hayward, so I want to shout out him. But I also want to shout out Trayvon Mullen. He's uh, shown that he is a tough guy out there. He was blanking. He he ended up being a blanket uh, every, all, every, almost every single down. And I know he had a, a pretty bad uh, pass interference, but the dude still ended up playing pretty good. I mean, overall, that, that pass interference was kind of eh. It was iffy. It was whatever. you know. But overall, he ended up playing a really good game. Uh, also... Uh, Trayvon Merrick, the other Trayvon on the team, he ended up playing a pretty solid game. Made sure that there was nothing too big that I ended up getting out out of the uh, from uh, from the secondary. And then also Nate Hobbs, this guy, man, Nate Hobbs ended up coming in on the team. I think he was a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, and has shown up to play, man. This guy just he you could just tell that he has a certain knack for like football. Like this dude is just. He's a football guy. Like this guy just likes to be out there. He, he hasn't. He's like a for sure tackler out there, man. Anytime that there's a wide receiver or anybody out there in the open field, you can almost guarantee that this guy's gonna wrap him up and get him down. 
So I got to definitely shout them out on that. I got to go ahead and make sure to mention the guys that, uh, you know, the Raiders have brought in that people maybe missed on or maybe didn't really pay attention to because they weren't like a first, second or third round pick, you know. So um, with that being said here, guys, I want to move on to one other part of the defense, the defense side that has been playing really, really good all all season long. And that's the linebackers and the defensive and the defensive backs or the defensive uh, linemen. So, uh, again, we had two sacks on the night. I got to say, guys, <laughs> I don't know what the refs are looking at. And I know that there's all kinds of holding plays that go both ways. You know, we hold, they hold, everybody holds. You know, it's 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 football. It's a part of football. But there is a lot of there was a lot of times where the Miami Dolphins, their offensive line was holding like crazy. I'm talking about I saw like arms wrapped up guys wrapped basically almost getting ready to tackle somebody and they still didn't get a holding call. You know, but I mean, it, it is what it is. We still came down with the victory, but I would definitely like to go in and see hopefully that we get some of these calls going our way because our D, our guys on the defensive line are getting it done they're applying pressure all the on every single down and i know that there is like a you know a bad case of um you know fatigue uh, the guys kind of being a little worn out and that's that's understandable i mean it was a long game you know when it comes down to it and unfortunately there was a quite there's been quite a few injuries here and there you know so it just, it's just one of those things um, you know, especially on that big fourth and 20 and, and in overtime, you know, I definitely got to mention that it's one of those things that just should not happen. You know, those third and third and longs, fourth and longs, those should just not happen at all. You know, we should not be we should not be uh, not allow a team to be able to convert when they're down that much and especially down in their backfield. But again, it is what it is. This team has a lot of things that they can learn from. That's one of the things that I'm glad about. Maybe uh, I was actually thinking it was going to be a blowout, but it's actually, you know what, sometimes you learn even more from these like close games or games where, you know, the, the you had to fight through some adversity, you know, or maybe where you were down in the beginning, like how they were down in this one, 14, 14 zip, you know, so it's always good for it to, for a young team, especially a team like this that's still growing, that's still learning, you know, it's good, but we got the charges coming up. And I got it. Well, actually, you know what? Before I get into that, I wanted to go in and talk about the, the offense here a little bit, guys. Uh, to just shout out a few players. You know, Derek Carr has been doing his thing. And I'll, I'll mention him really quick here, guys. Because for those of you who, who have been listening to the podcast can definitely tell I'm a big-time Derek Carr fan. I have his jersey, and I've always been a fan of his ever since he was a Raider. You know, this guy, just because it's not even so much about what he does. You know, it's just... This guy has this guy. He he's the ultimate raider. He's he's a guy who has the, the, his team's back. You know, he's a guy who carry his team with him. He'll do anything for the Raiders. You know, he, this guy has gone through injuries and everything, and he's still a raider. You know, this guy has even mentioned it that he won't play for another team. So I mean, I mean, of course anybody can say that, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> this guy ultimately, I I can't I can't say that I have. I mean, besides maybe Rich Gannon, he's the only other quarterback that I've had the chance to follow. But I got to say, I mean, Derek Carr has just been one of my favorite quarterbacks, especially, I mean, he's that he's a Raider and everything. But he's been doing really, really well this year. He has three. He has um, three games under his belt and each game he's thrown for over 300. I believe it was 300 or 350. And that's a record. I believe that's only like a few players like Drew Brees, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady. Like there's only been a, so many 
quarterbacks that have done that to go your first three games with i believe i read it right i believe it was 300 or 350 plus yards but because uh, i believe Derek Carr has both in his first game he threw for over 400 is the second game he threw for like 370 or 380 and in this game he threw for three i want to say it was like 350 or 360 something now i gotta say guys <laughs> For anybody who has any doubts about Derek Carr being an elite quarterback, when he's being mentioned with names like Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees, uh, you kind of have to pay attention to that, don't you? At least that's my that's my opinion. Now, for anybody, I, I really can't say that. I really can't think of anybody who can really say that this guy isn't uh, a good or maybe even possibly an elite quarterback. You know, for people to be saying that he's a bad guy, a bad quarterback, bad this. No, like, come on. Especially if you're a Raider fan. I mean, I, I got to say, yeah, there has been bad quarterbacks that have played for the Raiders. I'm not going to say that there hasn't. But the, Derek Carr is not one of them. Now, the other player I want to shout out, he's actually been filling in for JJ, for Josh Jacobs, Peyton Barber. Now, Peyton Barber has actually shown up, guys. He had 100 yard, 100 plus yards rushing today, or last night and on Sunday. And I gotta say, he's kind of helped out. He's feeling greatly for for JJ, for Josh Jacobs. And of course, I know we miss Josh Jacobs, you know, because he has that explosive speed. He has that, uh, you know, that ability to just keep on running. But Peyton Barber kind of brings that similar style. He's that guy who's hard to bring down. He runs hard. He runs with a purpose, you know. So and he can maybe break one out here and there. He's had a couple big ones, a couple long long plays here and there. But we're still waiting to see when he can actually like break out for a really long one. And, uh, the, you know, so overall, I mean, the, you know, the, the offensive line has been doing a good job as well when it comes down to protecting uh, Derek Carr and, and as well giving some big gaps for Peyton Barber. Now, the last couple of players that I wanted to shout out here, guys, and just to kind of wrap up the, the podcast here in a little bit. Um, I want to mention, you know, Henry Ruggs. I want to mention um, Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro. Those three guys as as receivers played an amazing game on Sunday. Um, each of them had right, right around five plus catches and each of them went over for, I want to say it was like 70 yards. Uh, so for each of them to be coming up with some big yards like that, I would think Brian Edwards even got the exact number that has, uh, as his Jersey 89 yards. So kind of a little coincidence on that one there, but I definitely want to mention, you know, Hunter Renfro has shown that he's like one of those great, uh, you know, just, uh, short, short drive or short uh, route, you know, just kind of hang out there, just right in between the defense. And he's a great cutter. He can actually get away from the, from the tackles and everything. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs this year has kind of really is, is starting to show that he can be a number one receiver, that he can be the number one option on a on a team. You know, especially when a team like the uh, like the Miami Dolphins, like the Ravens, even even the uh, the Steelers, they made it an infant. They made it a priority to uh, to lock up or to even double team Waller, and uh, that kind of opened up the door for some of our other receivers. You know, for like uh, for Ren for Renfro for Henry Ruggs, and they took advantage of it. You know, so I definitely got to say that you know having so many so many weapons and having that uh, having a good quarterback that can notice that he has so many weapons on that field is definitely a plus. I gotta say. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen this uh, this week coming up. We got the Chargers coming in. That's another AFC opponent. That's a divisional opponent. You know, so it's definitely excited. It's first time playing the playing the Chargers this season. So it's definitely going to be a good, exciting game. I uh, can't wait for it. Now, 
I don't know guys I'm gonna make a little bit of prediction and I'm thinking we can come away with this victory here that'd be something wild because this is the first time that we've been 3-0 since 2002 you know I talked to I talked about Rich Gannon a little bit earlier and it just happens to be that that's the year that he ended up playing that he was a quarterback for the Raiders you know during that whole era the Rich Gannon era it was a really good time for me being a Raider fan that's actually the time that I grew up being a Raider fan I was only 10 years old back then guys <laughs> and um you know, it's just definitely exciting to go in and see all this, to go in and see all the growth of the Raiders over all these years. And I don't know. Maybe we can make it 4-0. We'll have to go in and see. I don't even know when the last time the Raiders started 4-0. <laughs> but, um, you know, starting 4-0, beating the Chargers this Sunday, this Sunday coming up, we'll talk more about it and talk more about what the Raiders have to do. But it'll be a big deal, guys. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I know it went crazy long, more than usual. Kind of took up like 10 minutes on each one of the segments there. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Hope you guys uh, have a good week. Hope you guys had a good weekend. And yeah, hope this sets it off right. Until then, guys, until the next podcast, peace. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter. And you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.